Seems like everybody's talking about interest rates and inflation and recession or not going to be a recession. And one bank, one bank, and Frost Bank has been, you know, in this area for, you know, over 100 years. And they've made it through every bad time. So if you want to talk about how to get through bad times, you talk to Frost Bank. But they're expanding. In fact, they just opened a, a new financial center up in, up in Allen. That's the third of 28 new financial centers as they continue to expand. Phil Green is chairman and CEO of Cullen Frost Bankers and Frost Bank. And joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. And it's always good to be with you, David. And, and good to hear from somebody who's upbeat. You're not you're not pulling in your horns. It doesn't sound like at all. Oh heck no! You know we're we're in the best state and the best country to do business <clears throat> anywhere. And so you know when we look around, everyone's trying to come here, and and they have been for a long time. And and we've just. Uh, taking it upon ourselves to make sure we're expanding these incredible markets. And I guess that is that will continue. But have you seen anybody pulling in their horns a little bit? You know, the, the higher interest rates, for example, I mean, sometimes that could be a catalyst to get people off the schneid and run out and, you know, get the home mortgage or, you know, lock in a rate for expanding their business because they think they've missed the bottom. By the same token, some people, it, it pushes them off to the sideline and they want to wait. Yeah, I think what we seen is some of those early movers or, or the ones that, you know, perceived they had missed the, the train leaving the station, uh, they sort of jumped on to the extent they could. But, you know, rates have moved so quickly now that I think that period of time is pretty brief. I'll tell you what we're seeing is that uh, Main Street, CNI, you know, the guy who's running a business day to day, we have not seen an impact from the higher rates on them. I mean, the, the, the things they're trying to figure out is where can I hire the next person? How much am I going to have to pay to bring them in? What's the next kink in the supply chain? How is that going to work out? They're, they're dealing week to week. What we are beginning to see is some slowing on the commercial real estate side. I'll say more the investor real estate side who's got a project. They're going to have to look forward in two years. Well, what are interest rates going to be? What are cap rates going to be? And what is the economy going to be? So there's a little bit more uh, circumspection in that crowd in terms of what they're doing. But still, uh, even in that group, what we've seen in this state is the rate of growth is slowing, but we still haven't seen a downturn. Yet. Yeah, I, I saw that, you know, the permit numbers came out earlier this week and the, the multifamily uh, especially dropped off a cliff. We've seen single family slow down, too. But but you're talking really about uh, office buildings and strip centers and and that sort could of could be thing. industrial and I'm actually you know in, the, in what we're seeing uh, and and I'm just talking about our pipeline because that's what I know you know even multifamily is pretty good retail is not is not bad so you're you're still seeing again the rate of growth is slowing on commercial investor real estate I think the uh, owner occupied is still pretty solid. Um, you know, one thing that's interesting in real estate that deals with the, uh, what I call the main street CNI business is we've seen an increase in the demand for warehousing, but not for the FedEx, you know, Amazon, this is for a business that needs to deal with what I call the lumpiness of the supply chain, you know, cause it, so they the want to, they want to scroll it away to be sure they've got it. If they could get it. Because it'll it'll open up in one segment 
but they still, in segment B, let's say, in segment A, they still need to bring the product to market or complete the project, but they're not going to turn down segment B. And so they'll bring that in while they await segment A, and they need more space to store in the meantime. So that's an interesting phenomenon, I think, of this supply chain on Main Street. You know, I, I you all have never, at least to my knowledge, been skewed one way or another in business and certainly not with, with energy, but you can't escape energy right now with, with the kind of prices we've seen and the explosion in the Permian Basin. I don't hear as much about the Eagle Ford down down south of you, but I assume there's a lot of activity there. Are you seeing that activity? You know, the, everyone in the business is doing well right now. You know, you can't do poorly even to $115 oil the problems that we're still hearing is it's going to be difficult to materially increase production because you still got problems with supply on materials that you need to to drill uh particularly downhole pipe sand is a problem labor's been a problem although i heard someone tell me in our shop that given what they're paying for for labor today they're starting to see that loosen up some uh and then also the permitting if you're dealing with federal uh, you know, federal lands. I just heard someone tell me that, you know, where it might have been 60 days for a permit, um, say two years ago, it's still looking at a year. So things are still moving slowly. Um, you know, the industry's doing well, but still not a lot of capital inflow into it right now. Really? And you're going to see costs increase. The latest increase uh, estimates I saw on on the drilling side and the completion side were about a 20 percent increase between now and the end of the year now when prices are 120 bucks you know you can fade those pretty easily right but it uh but those are just some of the dynamics that we're seeing let's talk about your business uh you know one thing i guess it was the outcome of the 08 09 banking crisis that we had is you guys have to squirrel away a lot more reserves which have been sitting around doing absolutely nothing until recently, suddenly the treasury market has has gone back up a little bit. That's got to help your business, I would think. Your bottom yeah, you know, line. They yeah, they, they changed the rules on uh, on reserving. <clears throat> the accountants in their inimitable wisdom went to something called Cecil, which, uh, you know, I let my, you know, that's the expected loss model. So it's not like you and I, when we were learning the business where, you know, it was, basically uh, a fixed percentage of the various classifications. But yeah, there's more volatility in reserves today, but you know, our reserves are strong. We Everybody built them when COVID started, right? right? There was so much uncertainty. A lot of banks have, uh, have taken those reserves out. We really haven't because, you know, we've learned that uh, trees don't grow to the sky, and you need to be careful with what uh, what might be happening. And well, you know, at least you can earn something on those reserves now. I mean, here oh, before yeah, you haven't been able to. Yeah, you're talking about. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. You're talking about reserves at the Fed, and uh, yeah, we're you know that's a, been a strong point of ours. We built our reserves. We're carrying. I think last time I saw 13 billion at the Fed in a checking account uh, on a 50 billion dollar balance sheet, and so. Two days ago, we just saw that increase by 75 basis points in terms of the rate. So those kind of things help you. And we really set up to take advantage of that. We stopped buying uh, investments really in any amount, any significant amount back in August of 20, because we really didn't see any conviction on rates in the market. And so we've set ourselves up 
even though we for we had we were foregoing higher rates we get going out on the curve we were set up for this point in time and so we're taking advantage of it now you know let me go back to where we started about the expansion of 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 frost and and i like i said you just opened the third of your i know 28 new financial centers but it's interesting the way texas is growing texas is growing in areas that I never thought possible. I mean, I, you know, the Salina up here in North Texas, Salina is is hot and prosper, and 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 you know, Sherman is just on fire with the new Texas Instruments plant under construction, and there are a lot of hot areas around the state. So, are you shifting around your your areas of interest as as these these growth centers increase? We are. You know, we're 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 taking advantage of the of the you know, classic Dallas market, right, and, and surrounding counties. But, but uh, yeah, we're definitely taking advantage of those those markets which are moving out. You know, you can look at Austin, uh, Leander, Liberty Hill, Georgetown. It's the same thing, right? Exactly, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, those are a part of the mix. You know, those, those markets won't make our dreams come true, but they will definitely add to the, uh, to the experience, right? And so... Uh, we're uh, we're definitely keeping our eye on those. Well, the cumulative effect. I, you know, I get what is it? We're the Chinese proverb or something. We're destined to live in interesting times. More interesting times for us right now. Yeah, absolutely. Phil Green's the uh, the uh, man who heads up Frost Bankers and Cullen Frost is chairman and CEO. And we always enjoy our conversations. Thank you very much. Thank you. Be well, and we'll be back soon. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.